Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fan of the Flames Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds, and today we have on James Knuckles and Jeremiah Flincham. Uh, no Kyle Griesinger this week, um, and we didn't go with an alternate because um, this podcast is going to be a little bit extra long today. Um, we're also going to have a guest on from Sidelines UB. He is a, actually a former player at UB. Um, he's going to be on and we'll have his segment last, but before then we're going to talk about this past week's game against New Mexico state. Um, big win, big first conference win. I was unfortunately couldn't make it. Um, as you guys probably heard in last week's podcast, I was sick, which sucked with lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to. And then, uh, we're going to talk about some of the, uh, players of the game that we believe from the game. And we'll also jump in a little bit into Conference USA um, action, talk about some great games that happened this past weekend. And then we'll jump into the UB game and give our predictions as usual. Um, Jeremiah, man, I'm happy to see your face. And uh, it sucks I couldn't see you guys' face this weekend. I hope you had a good weekend and a good travel time through – you know, new uh, coming up from for New Mexico State and coming from Nashville. Mm-hmm. It was a great game, great experience in general. Um, it was just great to see everybody. Tailgating wasn't obviously as good as it could have been with the with the weather, um, all the rain coming in and everything. But overall, like I got to see a ton of people that I've met before. And I got to meet a lot of new people. So great experience all together. Um, and then obviously the game as well. Just uh, missed you for sure, though. Yeah, man, it really sucked to not be sitting next to uh, you guys. And uh, James, uh, I mean, we're not going to really go into deep into what happened this past weekend. Um, first of all, congrats on being 3-0 and as a football coach. But, um, you. Uh, you know, outside of that, um, you know, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. I unfortunately was only at the game – for about 30 minutes Saturday myself, um, but still fun in those uh, 30 minutes as I was walking out. We got the first touchdown and tied it up, and um, that was fun to hear. You kind of watch as it happened as I was walking out. Um, yeah, we definitely missed having you there. Um, shout out to Cody Mamau. Um He had an awesome tailgate this weekend, even through the weather. That Sherwin Chili is the real deal, and uh, – for those of you that have never had it, you should go have it. Agreed. 100% agree there. Yeah, that's that's my goal is to eventually be able to um, get to one of these tailgates, these famous tailgates of Cody's. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, this weekend didn't really go the best for me. And to be honest, for to have chili, this weekend would have been the best weekend. It's raining. Exactly. It's football. You know, it's just a perfect weather um for chili i'm a big chili guy myself but i i prefer chili in the fall and winter i don't know why it just it just gives me that kind of fall winter feel um with that being said let's let's jump right into it so big first uh conference win 33 to 17 um i'll give my first thoughts what's that should have been more oh it should have been more yeah i agree um with that being said it was a great win um, I want to first say that New Mexico State 
Um, despite the UMass loss, they're not a bad team. This is a very solid New Mexico State team. I still could see them, you know, making a bowl. Um, it's unfortunate because they should be two wins into making a bowl game um, and should only have four more games to win, um, which is unfortunate that they let that slip from their fingers the first game. Um, UMass has particularly looked not very good, and they are our future pom- opponent later on this season at home in November for Liberty. And, you know, Pavia, he struggled. He struggled. He had some He had some moments of um, – he had some moments of, uh, like, greatness, honestly. He had a couple of great drives, and then he had some flashes of just mediocrity and just went downhill some ways. Um, Stowers came in and he did all right too. Um, but, um, yeah, this team's very talented and I, I don't think that they're done in the sense of like, this is going to hurt them by any means. I think they're going to be, they might still challenge for, um, a bowl game, if not even the conference, uh, one of the conference title spots. So, oh yeah. Jeremiah, what was your first thoughts? Kind of similar to yours. Um, I definitely think that New Mexico State is a – they're a good team. Um, they just – a few mental errors and a few just plays left on the field, and they uh, could be a different ball game for this game. And uh, UMass also. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, Diego, he's a great quarterback. He is – he has the ability to uh, make big plays, but like we've seen in uh, in our game this past week, um, we were able to kind of shut him down in the second half, especially uh, first half. He he was throwing out some pretty good balls, and we were able to kind of mitigate a little bit. But like the second half, we just were able to kind of shut him down. But yeah, they've definitely got some studs on that team. They've got a really good receiving core. Um, got a few guys in the like linebacker position. Overall, they're a great team, but. Um, now we got the win, and uh, we'll see if they are able to uh, um, hold out and you know, get one of those top spots like you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Uh, James, w- what did you have to think about the game? Yeah, no. Um, I knew that New Mexico State had some weaknesses coming in. We saw it against UMass. Like, UMass is – they should have beat them, um, but they showed those weaknesses, and I think we did a really good job of exploiting those things. Um whether it was through the air or on the ground, we had a good, really good day offensively on both sides of the ball. Um, like, sorry, on both sides of the offense, like whether running or passing. Um, and even defensively, I think we stepped up in the second half. I'm very proud of the way the uh, defense played in the second half, not allowing any points. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a growing win for us, and I'm definitely hopeful that um, – New Mexico State can do better because, like, I want them to look better for our strength of schedule, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, um, yeah, I, I just want to really just say how, how uh, you know, the, the, this whole Conference USA, it's, it's a – yeah, it's the weakest str- strength of schedule, you know. But with that being said, these guys are still athletes. And in the times and days of transfer portal, there's going to be ball players on these football teams. You're not, you're not going to, people want playing time. So the, 
the for the most part, a lot of the good talent that isn't a blue chip star. I mean, there's a couple of blue chips on on New Mexico State. Stowers being one of them. He's a former four star. He wasn't ranked too far behind a certain quarterback on the Liberty roster called. You know, he wasn't that far from him, from Mister Salters. So it's just you know, what I mean, it's just like. I don't, I don't understand where people um, are doubting some of these guys. Um, I don't know. It It's going to be an interesting rest of the season um, for Conference USA but, and especially New Mexico State. Um, after their one and two start, I think most people would have said they would have started two and one. Um, but with all that being said, I wanted to move on and talk a little bit about Liberty um, very proud of Caden Salter. Um, oh yeah. I, I mean, I really am. He's he's really developed. He's got um, plenty more to develop. Um, he, but at the same time, huge strides this past weekend. James, what's your thoughts on the Liberty Flames? Yeah. No. Um, as I said earlier, I think they did very well on both sides of the offense. Um, we had Quentin Cooley with 106 yards rushing, 106 yards rushing, and Billy Lucas with uh, 90, and Kaden Salter had another 43. Like we ran the ball all over him, and then on top of that, Salter had over 250 yards passing. And it's like, what more can we ask for? Like he had, he had such a great day. Um, I think. Personally, my standout on offense, though, would probably be CJ, just because I'm proud of him for coming back from that injury, getting four touchdowns, over 100 – sorry, four receptions, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Like, that that's a day and a half. And I know a lot of those yards are on two, two long bombs, but, like, you got to be healthy to go get those balls. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just – you can't not be healthy and outrun the defense. So, super, mm-hmm. super, super proud of him, super excited. Um so, yeah, personally, I just think we did a really good job of executing on offense. Um, obviously, we had some drives that we didn't do well, but overall, it was just it was just a good day um, for our offense. And then again, as I said, like we didn't allow any points in the second half. Um, Pavia struggled in the second half, which obviously helped us. But I think we did that to him. We we laid the wood to him. We got in his head, and he he started shutting down. We last year we saw that he did that some. Um, so it was, it was good to see our defense respond after allowing 17 in the first half and uh, come out and shut them out. That's a, that's a big stepping stone for this defense because obviously last week, last week against Bowling Green, they let up some points. And this, this week, the first half didn't look great. And I think the second half was awesome. And I think it's something that we can build upon. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, one thing about CJ, um, he's, he's, spectacular he's a great receiver um i i think i might have said it in my season preview with avery is i think he's the most talented receiver top to bottom that liberty's ever had i really do he has that potential he has that potential because and and that's nothing against tomorrow tomorrow is great he had a great first game 40 yards receiving yesterday for the patriots good for him happy for him um, but what CJ has is just great size and great speed, very good with the hands, but he's also a very good route runner for his size. And 
he's going to be one to watch. Um, I really, really hope that um, as long as he stays healthy, he's, he's, he could get a shot in the NFL. He's oh, yeah. not going to get as much hype as Damari, I don't think. Or AGG um, even. But, um, or even AGG, but I, I think he's better than AGG in some ways. And people are like, whoa, whoa, I'm talking about talent. I, it doesn't mean that yeah. it's been – but AGG couldn't do what he just did on the field. Just, yeah, just a, a, take it AGG, all the way and then AGG spin. didn't make – sorry. <laughs> but AGG didn't make it in the league because he couldn't run routes. And you said it earlier. Yeah. Like, CJ can run routes very well. So Yeah. Yeah, yep, AGG, like, he was just really good at bullying guys. Um, you know, he ran routes here and there, but he just could bully guys off the ball. CJ Daniels can do both. He can run those routes, and he can also bully the guys as well. So, uh-huh. yeah. I yep. those two and things he, together. Yeah, he had some – I mean, that Tony toe-tap catch was elite. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. And then the spin move, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And and the bomb, he had – those three of those four catches were spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, yeah, Jeremiah, what do you have to say about this Liberty team? So, right off the bat, I just want to say I've been saying it for like a year now. I want to go back to it. I've been saying that Salter has the potential. I'm saying he is currently, but I'm saying he has the potential to be better than Malik. What we saw um, this past weekend was, you know, like we said, a huge stepping stone in his career with Liberty. And uh, he made a lot of big plays, a lot of huge passes, um, had 276, I think, passing yards, uh, two touchdowns uh, through the air, and two uh, run the ball. Um, and then going to CJ, of course, he had those, this huge long pass. I just, again, going back to the bowling, the guys off the ball, and just running that route and being able to get to that ball. And this, the placement by Salter was just amazing. And then, um, of course, um, the other received the other reception that he had where he uh, scored was great too. Um, going to the well, sorry, going back to Salter a little bit. Uh, one thing, of course, we do need to talk about a little bit is he needs to still work on a little bit with the uh, um, keeping the ball, you know, way out there. He hit the ball that one time. We lost the ball that one time. One error, not a huge deal, but you know, he still needs to make those those plays when he. Uh, he needs to not make those errors and make those plays. Um, going to the defense a little bit, first thing I want to say is Brylin Green. Oh, my goodness. That man is just – he's a sophomore, I think. Sophomore. Yep, true sophomore. Kid is just crazy good. Uh, not to mention the, the uh, special teams on punt returns and kick returns. Like, he's just going off. Um, but like you said, uh, James, like being able to um, come back in, in the second half and be able to just shut them out and be able to just, you know, again, like I said, mitigate uh, Pavia's uh, playmaking and everything and be able to shut them down and uh, make those adjustments at half especially. It's just incredible. It was just a great win. Um, first one in the CUSA uh, made a statement, and uh, we'll see what we can do with the rest of this team. The rest of these teams, excuse me, and uh, on the Buffalo, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And I, I think uh, one of the things with saying that with Malik and Salter, one of the things I could say about with Salter is um, he's he's getting better at going through his reads. Um, and that's something that I've noticed um, with him. And 
goodness, standing in that pocket for, for oh the my throw gosh. with yeah. CJ Daniels. That was yeah. Um, the more he does stuff like that, the more that he's going to be a guy that's you know an NFL type guy. That's oh, yeah. the type of guy that you're looking for in an NFL quarterback. Um, so I am excited to see his development. Um, he has that potential. He really does. It's always been talked about. I've known it. Um, I kind of, at the beginning of the season and last year, I just wasn't sure, you know, after watching him, like, is he, is he going to ever be this guy? There's flashes, but if we don't get consistency at this level, we're not going to ever get it. Yeah, Um, exactly. So, you know, he's, he's got a lot more to work on, but Mm -hmm. another great step this past weekend and, you know, going into this next weekend, you know, uh, we'll get to it, but this is going to be a tough test. This is his first road test as the all true, true quarterback of this team. And, you know, he's, he's hasn't had very many of these road tests as the starter. Um, you know, he, he, he had a nice game last year with Wake Forest, but, you know, this is a this is just a little bit different in my opinion. You know, there's he doesn't he's he's the guy. You know, there's no one look at he he there's not oh well, maybe you know I'll, if I screw up you know he's this this is his moment you know um, so that's that's what makes this year different. You know, you're not gonna have that guy looking over your shoulder type type thing. You know. So with that being said, um, players of the game. Um, one offense, one defense. Let's start with you, Jeremiah. Um, Got to go with Salter for offense. Like we've been talking about, he just – huge, huge game, um, huge step up for him and his play, um, being able to solidify himself. You know, obviously that, that QB1. Um, that's a great point you just mentioned with the, uh, the Buffalo game being his uh, first test away from uh, Williams Stadium as the true QB1. But, yeah, for this game, like, Caden Salter, man, like, he just went off. Great game. Um, and for defense, again, I got to say, Brown Green, like, he just continues to impress me. Had another pick this this uh, this week. Uh, made a few other big plays, and he's just really impressing me. And, like I said, again, the special teams as well. Um, add that in there. He's just big playmaker. Can't wait to see what he does uh, the rest of this season and into his uh, upperclassmen years. Yeah, for sure. No, I think you're talking about making plays on defense. I think I think the most impressive play to me from Brylin was on the second drive of New Mexico State. We were having issues with that outside zone as a defense. And, man, he came up and he laid the wood to their running back. Last year, he got the wood laid to him a few times, and he laid the wood to their running back. That was, that was fun to see. He's getting in that weight room. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Not just a baseball player, but also a football player now, baby. Um, Oh, yeah. James, who's your offensive and defensive player of the game? Yeah, as much as I said about C.J. Daniels, I got to go offensive Quentin Cooley, man. He just had some big runs. He had the first uh, 100-yard game out of the back this season. Um, Made some key plays. Never had a – didn't score a touchdown. Um, because Salter had a few short ones instead of them handing them off to Lucas or uh, Cooley. But, like, honestly, like, that's 
it's just an impressive game from him. I got to shout him out. Um, just really good. It, it was. I think there was in one of our Twitter group chats, somebody said Cooley runs angry, and that's that's a true statement. I love how he runs the ball. Um, uh, defensively, um, I gotta go. Uh, Man, I, th- I think Bryland's the best answer, but uh, Jolly had a good game again. Um, made a key sack late um, and just was all over the field. Um, Jolly has waited his turn to start at that middle linebacker position, and, man, he has taken advantage of it. I know you're a big fan of Tyron Dupree, uh, Ben, but, man, I am I am on the Jerome Jolly train. Yeah. What a combo, too, between Jolly and Dupree. They've really stepped up. You know, I know we mentioned that last week, but very happy and very proud of how these guys have developed, um, The you know, over these two games. Um, yeah. Um, my offensive player of the game, I'm just going with C.J. Daniels. Um, he's the true number one on this team. Um, oh, yeah. Just a quick also want to say Noah Frith that, that was on an offensive pass interference, so he should have more yards than his one reception, twenty nine yards. Um, it just wasn't, um, just like you know, I, I don't know. Anyways, um, so you're seeing uh, our wide receiver step up, Trayon Sibley, another one. Um, yeah. I mean, CJ Daniels, though, man, he's the true number one on this team, and. Uh, you know, if he keeps this up, he's going to be looking at getting some all-conference numbers and um, really get some honors out of this. Um, so really excited for him. You know, the running back room was fantastic. I'm very, you know, very happy with the running back room. I'd like to see them get more touchdowns than Caden, though, but I'll take it <laughs> anyway. Exactly. It's just so funny because they, you know, you pound the ball so much with those guys and then you just pull it out right at the – goal line and Caden has a walk-in so you know and because they're such a threat hey he's just making the read and that's what they're giving him at the goal line exactly exactly so um you know uh with all that being said and I only say that because I don't like to see my quarterback getting hit um as I am a fan of the Bills who is has a reckless quarterback who just loves getting hit um so (laughs) with that being said uh, the defense, though, um, wanted to say our defense, man, good game. Um, started off tough like we talked about, but, I mean, you know, you guys have mentioned – I'm going back to Tyron Dupree. I mean, he just – oh, my goodness. He's just been a guy who's everywhere. Um, 11 total tackles, four solo. Um, he's not really much of a threat in the pass coverage like Jolly – but or let alone Green, who's been fantastic as well, bet in the backfield there. But um, Dupree's, I mean, he might be my defense player of the game every week this year. <laughs> yeah, at this rate. You know, just just looking at the stats, like I think they're both. I think Dupree and Jolly both had great games. Like when your two middle linebackers lead the team in tackles, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, like that means your that means your D line's getting the job done, and the linebackers are able to jump the gaps, and that's a good thing. So, yep. um, yeah, excited, super excited for that. Yep, yep, I agree. Well, um, before we get into this week's game, I want to talk about Conference USA, and um, I'll open up and just say, man, what a what a week of games for Conference USA. Um, Jacksonville State um, losing the uh, Coastal. If you look at that scoreboard, 
it's not as bad as it really seems. Um, 14-point loss. They had a nice little onside kick in the third quarter that kind of switched the game around. That game was also in delay. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I've just learned with delay games, they're just, you know, never good things happen. Um, so I'm, you know, not really sure uh, what what they could have really done in that situation. Um, I still think they're one of the top Conference USA teams. They were oh, they no. played with Coastal for most of the game. Um, but um, another one would be Sam Houston State. Man, this, this defense, man, is going to be – killer um they're gonna be great they they balled out against byu in week one um held them to 14 points on the road and you know uh then they turned around and you know held air force to what 17 points so you know 13 13. you know so they're averaging you know they're averaging such a low score average on defense. That's pretty insane. If their offense can get going, I think they have problems at quarterback with Keegan Shoemaker. He's been pretty inconsistent. Um, he, you know, he's the Lafayette transfer. Um, they had high hopes for him. He was fantastic at the FCS level. Um, but um, I really think that they might have to look toward Gunnell, who is a former five-star quarterback. He's a hometown hero. Um, I'd love to see that. And then the other game I wanted to mention was, um, you know, I, I'll say quickly, FIU good win over New, North Texas. Always get good to get a win over an American conference school, let alone an old Conference USA school rival. Um, but um, the last thing I wanted to say was the, the game of the week, honestly, for Conference USA, the fact that Middle Tennessee State walked into Columbia, Missouri, and held their own. Um, but Vadiato – um, I think that's how you say his last name, yeah. Nick Vadiato. He had a great game as a quarterback. Um, honestly, um, to go on that and on the road and be just overmatched with SEC talent and to walk in there. I know Missouri's not been the team that they've been in a long time. You're not talking about the early 2010s Missouri SEC team. However, with that being said, to go in there and only lose by what, four points? Yeah. Three points? points? Yeah. It just uh, was fantastic to see that. Um, so, you know, they're going to be a team that's going to challenge. And that Tuesday night, midweek on the mountain, I mean, it's going to be a big game. So I'm very excited. I know I didn't head on all of them, but I want to talk about that. What do you guys think about this conference USA so far? Yeah, no, the big one I want to mention is that Middle Tennessee State. Like, they started off the season against two SEC teams. Now, obviously, they got – Drugging, drug through the mud against Alabama. Alabama just put the put the beat down on them. But Missouri, like they're two and zero. They've played South Dakota and Middle Tennessee State. Not two great teams, but like they're still an SEC team. To come off a horrible loss against Alabama and then play your hearts out against a middle of the road Missouri team, like middle of the road SEC Missouri team like that that's impressive I think their one downfall is that they just could not run the ball they had 71 total yards rushing um which is definitely something to look at but like defensively they just had too many big plays um Brady Cook had 204 yards on 14 completions that that's a first down average every 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 completion like that's that's not where they want to be um but 
outside of that, they held their own. Like they only allowed 112 yards rushing. So defensively, they didn't even look horrible. They just had some issues in the secondary. But when you're playing an SEC team, you're you're gonna be outmatched. So I I'm very impressed by that win. Um, and as you said, Nick, Nick Vadiato had a game. Um, and we know he's a good player. So excited for that game coming up in the future. Mr. Jeremiah, what's your thoughts so far? Did you were you able to catch any of the games? Any highlights? I wasn't able to catch them like in person. I just kind of kept up with. Or, well, sorry, watched him like live. So I meant, um, but I was able to kind of like peek out and here and there. Um, I had a lot going on this weekend between our game and uh, seeing a bunch of friends and family and everything. Um, but to kind of Texas, uh, that's really good for the conference. Uh, they could definitely be a threat in the future. And then. Like you, like you guys said, my goodness, MTSU. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were picking them to be a potential like three, maybe even two, uh, knocking us down uh, to uh, play for the uh, conference champ, the CUSA championship. So to be able to watch them go into an, an SEC team, uh, team stadium and play as well as they did, and again – uh, echoing James after they got dominated by Bama. That's just uh, impressive. Um, I'm really, really excited to see these guys uh, play in the future. Both teams play in uh, future games, and we got to watch out, honestly. We can't uh, treat these guys like they're nobody. We got to respect each game. So I'm excited to see what's going, uh, going, going in the future. Yeah, I mean, man, and, you know, one of the other games that happened this week that I, I honestly thought could have turned out into a win was Northwestern beating on UTEP that bad. I think UTEP, oh, yeah. you know, they were expected to be kind of a team that was going to challenge um, and be a contender this year, and they just kind of fallen flat on their face. Um, so – to lose that bad to a struggling Northwestern team. If you follow college football, there's a lot of things going wrong in that program. Oh, yeah. And so with with that being said, you know, it's disappointing to see that type of result. Um, but, um, you know, good for Northwestern, I guess, <laughs> um, because yeah. that's a not a terrible UTEP team that they beat. Um, so they, they're – there's going to be some ups and downs with this conference. You know, that's the thing. I want to kind of talk about this, and especially once we get into true conference play every week, that's going to be fun. But, um, you know, you, that's the thing that sets it apart from the NFL. The NFL, you know, you know, it's funny because Jeremiah and I, we're, we're very cordial friends towards each other with our differences, and, you know, NFL teams were rivals. Um, you know, we both no. were like, whatever, you know, at the end of the day, Never. we love each other. But like, you know, you're not when when the Patriots aren't playing the Bills, you're not cheering for the Patriots and vice versa. Jeremiah's not cheering for the Bills when the, you know, so, you know, you know, what I mean, but like in conference play, you want to cheer for um, your when they play a non-conference, you know, you want to you want to cheer for that. It's, you know, if the Patriots are playing the Eagles, mm-hmm. which is an NFC team, technically a non-conference game. You're not cheering for the Patriots. And I think that's one thing that NFL fans 
can struggle with with college football is you know non-con you want to cheer for your conference foes mm-hmm. because that just props up your conference people wonder when like bama fans are always like they they, they all attack each other and, and there's still sure. rivalry but they still are like yeah welcome to sec football or welcome to you know big 10 football whatever you know there's a lot of conference pride, and I, I really enjoy that. And that's one of the things that I'm excited about being in this conference. No, for sure. For sure, no. Um, just want to hit again on that same Houston State defense. Like, I didn't say anything about it earlier, but, man, they're going to be tough. Like, Air Force is always a very good school. They run a very um, inorganic offense to defend and man they shut it down and they've been doing that and they did it week one too so i'm excited for that matchup because i think by the time we play them our defense is going to be clicking on on more cylinders and i think our offense is going to be better but their defense is going to be tough i want to see our offense against that defense i think that's going to be our truest test Uh, they might uh, only hold us to like 20 points if that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i I want to be a dog fight I think that's going to be our truest test of defense. Uh, sorry, of offense this season because their defense is that good. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that game. Yep. Yeah, Middle Tennessee State at home. That game's going to pop off, man. That's going oh, to be yeah. a heck of a game. Um, <laughs> my goodness, these these games are going to be fun. Um, again, these guys. Yeah, this is a weak conference on the outside looking in, or if you're trying to compare it, there's. But it's not as weak, and there's not as a large of a gap as people want to think. Um, you know, we—I'm pretty sure we haven't had a team lose to a FCS team yet. Um, no, we haven't. So, speaking of that, UB lost to an FCS team this week. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, they did. Freaking so, <laughs> so um, you know, so first thing. To put context out there, I grew up following this team. I just had, did because I had knew a lot of people that would go from my high schools that I either played against or knew growing up would go and attend UB or they would go play for UB in some type of sport. Um, I w- Our local team was St. Bonaventure, but they did not have a football team. So in basketball and any other sport, it was Bonas over the Bulls. Like, you just cheer for the Bonnies over the Bulls. You do. So you don't like UB, but when it came to football, everybody cheered for the Bulls in some type of capacity. They didn't have, like, a huge turnout. They have a track around their stadium. Um, It's not the best stadium when it comes to just amenities or anything. It's no Williams by any means. Um, But there's a lot of talent that comes out of Buffalo. It's just that it's not a college town by any means. You know, people care about going and partying on Sunday – when the bills are playing not with ub and that's just kind of how the northeast is you kind of see that with boston college compared to new england patriots that type of thing the only people that are going are like hardcore alumni and i mean acc versus mac football you're going to choose acc so um with that being said that's a little bit of context one of the interesting things i will say for this noon kickoff which is uh home home uh game for them and it's a huge game for them, but it's also, um, you know, going to be on CBS Sports Network. It's going to have a nationally televised type feel to it. 
this is a team that has been very, very consistently good for the past five, six years. Um, they've had a lot of players go off to the NFL. One of the players in the NFL right now, his name is KJ Osborne. He actually transferred to Miami, Florida before he ended up on the Vikings, and he's now the number two receiver on the Vikings. Fantastic, was great at UB, but the list goes on and on. Their quarterback, I'm very familiar with. He grew up playing my high school, Southwestern. His name's Cole Snyder. Started off at Rutgers, was a three-star quarterback, and now he is um, at UB in his hometown team. Um, Grew up in Jamestown, just an hour southwest of Buffalo. And, man, he is um, really improved. He was an elite 11 kid, competed in all those camps. He beat up on my hometown, Portville Panthers. Um, uh, We just, which funny thing is we just played them this past Friday night and we lost three to nothing. So very close game. And so that just shows you how how good our team's gotten because they're putting out D1 guys, you know. Um, So it's funny. Um, Just a lot of context. This game is a homecoming game for me, even though I'm not going to the game. Um, But I'm cheering for my Flames all the way, of course. I haven't really followed the Bulls in a while, but I know quite a bit about this team compared to the rest of the teams on my schedule because of that. Um, what's you guys' first thoughts on all this? So they beat, they lost to Fordham um, in this past week, um, and then uh, looking back, they've they've you know they won their first game. I forget who it was against. No, they're own two. They lost. They're own two. They lost to Wisconsin as well. Oh, they lost to Wisconsin, but they gave a really big fight to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah it was thirty-eight so, seventeen. Yep. So in Wisconsin, despite them losing the Washington State this past Saturday, there's a very strong Wisconsin team. This, this is not you're just running, run it down your throats. Wisconsin team. They have a Tanner Mordecai from SMU now at their home, and they held him back quite First a while are, on the road. Like you just mentioned, I don't really know what to UB's expect. UB's got a lot of fight in them. They're going to be coming at us. That 0-2 record well, we can't look at and be like, oh, well, they just lost F- FCS all jokes aside. School. And I think it was, be a very tough was game. that UB, wasn't it? Jeremiah, what's your first thoughts about game? this UB team? So they lost to, to an FCS school at home. Um, looking back a little bit at the, uh, the stats of the game, um, you know, Snyder, the quarterback, he looks like a great quarterback. And then that running back, um, what was his name? Washington. Mm-hmm. Washington's yeah, one. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Washington's the one that had, I think it was two touchdowns. So I mean, like they've got, looks like they've got a decent quarterback, running back punch right there because uh, Snyder and you know multiple backs are right doing pretty good. good. So I mean, Ron Cook's like their main said, guy, though. Like you said a minute ago, we can't take yeah. him for granted, obviously, but. I really don't know what we're going to get. Yep. Um, hopefully we can uh, obviously outplay whatever we, whatever we do get. Um, but I think we can get the dub and go ahead and get the dub for this one. Um, but I think they'll have a lot of fight, like you mentioned, and uh, you just can't take them for granted. James, what's your first thought? Yeah. Um, looking at stats-wise, we look better. Um, but you got to also look against, like, their first game against Wisconsin. Like, they held tight 
But that's a much better defense than, honestly, Wisconsin probably has a better defense than we do because they're at a higher level. But um, just looking at the numbers, we're averaging 120 yards more total offense. We're averaging less yards passing, but we're averaging 130, 140 yards more rushing. Um, defensively, we're better than them in the sense of like less pass yards and rush yards allowed. But you have to look at who they've played. Um, all things said, though, like I do believe that we're better. Um, I just know with them being at home, they're going to play hard. They're going to want to win in front of their fans. <clears throat> um, we're only three-point favorites. So I do expect it to be a tighter game, um, especially early on. But I, I think all things aside, like if we go and play our game, which I'm just saying – I'm saying all of this, like we got one thing I didn't think about. Um, we I'm could very easily go without a win. Um, weren't they initially favored? Um, so we over have us? to go up, play our game, and if we do, I think I, th- I think we will win handily yeah. in the end. But we've okay. got to stick to our game plan, protect the ball, and run the ball. So now going in as a three-point advantage. Hopefully, we'll see. Yes. I yes, they so. were. Yeah, they were preseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I I don't think this is going to be um, a blowout by any means. I think no. You know, UB down zero two. They had to go on the road against a top twenty five ranked opponent, and you know, get beaten up. Even though it was fourteen to ten at halftime, um, my goodness, uh, they're zero two now, and they need this game because, yeah, the MAC is not as good of a conference. I mean, they're on the same level as Conference USA. I'll say say it straight. Yeah, I agree. Um, without a doubt, but there's a lot of parity in the MAC. Um, every year it changes. You know, you think about it throughout time. You know, you've had the Western Michigan, you've had the Northern Illinois, you had Toledo, you've had Ohio, you've had um, what's the fifth team? There's usually a fifth. I mean, UB they've they've been a champ before, um, not too long ago. Um, you know, they they got a guy in the another guy in the NFL that just popped in my head. who plays for the Commanders at one point. I don't know if he plays for them anymore. He was a running back. Who you um, talking about? Um, Patterson. So, oh um, no, he's uh, on the practice squad. Yeah. So and so, I mean, they there's a lot of talent coming out of the MAC. There really is. Um, you know, play, you got get dudes from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and the Midwest. This is a it's a it's a fun conference. Um, it really is. And UB's been one of those consistently good teams. And with them now down O two. And having that terrible loss to Fordham, um, which I can imagine the weather wasn't the greatest. I didn't watch it, but just knowing from family back home, it just wasn't a very good weekend. A lot of rain. Um, I mean, Fordham still slung it over the all over the field. So did Colt Snyder. Um, there's there's gonna be um, it's gonna be tough. I don't I don't know if I see this see this game going more as a total of 35 points total between the two teams. I, I would be shocked. Um, 
it's going to be a defensive battle for most of the game. Um, if we run them over, it will be it will be the win of the year because this is our first road test, and this could really set the standard because that FIU game, it's going to be a tough one the next week. So you can't look past this game. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you just got your first conference win, and now you have to go back to non, non-conference play. It's not going to be easy to be like, oh, shoot, now we got to readjust. So, yeah. James, what what else do you have to add about this game? Um, yeah, I think I think the biggest test is obviously going to be shutting down this passing game. They pass the ball more than they run. Um, you see that in Cole Snyder's numbers; he's fifty for seventy-one. Um, but there are a lot shorter passes, so we can't let them penny and dime around us. Um, because if we do that, like that, that's his game. I think I think that's a key to stopping this team um, and truly um, playing 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 well in in man coverage, especially especially short, um, even zone. We have to stick to our spots. Um, so, I honestly I'm excited for another test for the defense. Um, because I think Cole Snyder is a genuinely good quarterback, and I uh, I'm excited to see to see our secondary. Who's they've been ball hawks this year. We have see how they do again against them so far. Yeah, honestly, I think he's the best quarterback we faced this year because Basilak was not himself in that yeah. Bowling Green game. Yeah, well, I mean, don't forget about Austin Reed, of course. Well, I'm just saying we have faced. Like oh, he's our okay, t- yeah. he's our toughest test oh, yeah. so far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, so because I, honestly, you, you mentioned Reed, but I think Vadiato might be better than him too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Better than Snyder, you're saying? Yeah. 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 It probably <laughs> goes Reed, Vadiato, and then Snyder. To be honest. Um, yeah. Again, I'm excited about this game. I've never been so excited. I saw that uh, that uh, little um, picture oh, yeah. that the crazy did, and I want it. <laughs> I want it framed and in I my want... room because that that hits me home. It hits home for yeah. me, literally. You know, I want I want all of their freaking uh, oh yeah pictures. Like they're 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 on point this year. I'm loving it. Yeah, this is the best they've ever done. It's it's oh, yeah. it's just. It's art. It's it's one thing to be like digital art and like really beautiful photography and stuff. This is literal art that they're making. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, um, let's hop into this real quick. Wrap this up, and we'll go into some players of the game. And um, so let's just do this. Give me give me two players of your game of the game, offense and defense, and um, give me kind of some keys to the game. Um, Along with that, kind of tie those in and then give us a prediction. James, we'll start with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Cooley's going to be uh, – personally, Cooley and Lucas are going to be equally key, but I think Cooley, he's he's our guy that gets the ball a lot. Um, he, he runs hard up the middle. I think he's going to be crucial because I think it's going to be a game where we're going to have to penny and dime our way down the field, and that that's what he does. So I think Cooley is a, is a key offensive player. Um, I got to shout out Kendi. I know he's not playing, but um, I just want to say something about that. Like, it sucks that he's out. Um, but 
the guys that we have playing are, are doing really well. Um, Bryce Dixon um, is my defensive player uh, purely because I think we're going to need to stop their run game completely to control Cole Snyder. Um, so I think I think our D tackles, and especially Bryce Dixon, is going to have to step up defensively. Um, some more keys to the game. Um, we're going to have to hit some of those deep shots again. Like, keep them honest so that way they can't bully our run game. Um, so I, th- I think that's huge. And then, again, I've mentioned it already, but I think the secondary is going to have a tougher test this week. So I think it's, I think it's crucial that we, as a defense – especially secondary-wise, lock down those receivers. Don't let them pinion down their way down the field to the pass game. Um, and then my prediction, um, I've been fairly bold with mine this year, but uh, I think this game's going to be a little bit closer. Yeah, so um, I think we I think just need to see a whole lot more of what we've seen the last couple 27 weeks. 27 um, to 20. Caden uh, firing all cylinders. We need to see more. Stay more ahead most of the game, but it's going to be back and forth. Daniel, uh, yeah, yeah. CJ Daniels. Um Jeremiah, what do you got? I like, the, I like what James was saying about Cooley, and you know we need to get those uh, the running backs uh, implemented into the game plan, uh, nickel and dime down the field. Um, a big thing, a big thing. I think we need, obviously, you know, playing a great quarterback again. We need to see that Joker mask come out some more. We got to, we got to get some, got to get those ball hawks like you, like you were saying already. We need, to get, need to get them into the game plan. We got to get the Joker mask, the turnover mask out. Got to get a pick. We got to get some fumbles. We got to make some plays on D and uh, take the ball away. That would be a key to the game. Um, I think this is going to be, like y'all have oh, yeah. said, is it's not going to be an easy <laughs> feat. But if we can get Joker mask out a few times, I think we'll be good. Um, at the end of the, at the end of the day, um, I think it's going to be, you know, a one score to you know maybe ten point game for a lot of the game. But I want to say. For a final score prediction, I'm going to go with 34-23 Flames. The throne? Nice. Yeah, uh, one one quick thing about okay. that Joker thing. I, I think it's really cool that aside from Colorado, because nobody expected them to come out and compete with TCU, the Joker thing is really the biggest thing in college football right now. That like, first week, it's been awesome. To oh see my goodness, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that as a former like Liberty Joker. So, whoa, whoa. I thought you were going to mention uh, Colorado's throw. Hot take, Did biggest thing that? in college football. Whoa, that was crazy. It's been anyway. talked about more than anything else. Uh, it did blow up. There's some big stuff going on. Not to minimize it by anything. So no, I'm just saying, like, viral-wise, it's been bigger than mm-hmm. pretty much anything else. Uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyways, so uh, players of the game for me, you know, um, I really like all of that you guys selected, but I think Caden's going to have to be the guy again this week. He's going to have to manage oh, yeah. the game. Um, I'll also throw in UB because I know quite a bit about, about UB. Um, the guys to watch out for are going to be Ron Cook and Cole Snyder. Oh, yeah. Ron Cook is a guy oh, yeah. that's been a staple of this team for the past couple of years at running back. Um, he's a senior. Cole Snyder, second year on the team, um, has a lot of potential to be 
Um, one of the, like we previously mentioned, one of the top three quarterbacks that we'll face this year. Um, defensively, they don't have the defenders like we used to um, that 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 they used to. Um, um, I say we in the sense of um, wow, a little bit of a UB fan in me came out there. Um, we don't have we they don't have the the quite the players that they used to. They really don't. Um, they had a couple of really good linebackers. Um, and not even to mention Khalil Mack in the past. Um, but th- they still have a ton of talent on that defense, um, and they're going to come out wanting to prove a point because this is um, this is going to be a game to do it at home against a very good Liberty team, um, and they're very familiar with Coach Chadwell as in the past two years they played Coastal Carolina and Chadwell's team, so they know this system pretty well. Um, yeah, with all that being said, I am, I am, uh, excited to see Caden step up into this. He's going to have to control the game defensively. Um, want to see this linebacker core continue to lead both Jolly and Dupree and really step up in the run game because that's where it's going to be key. We had some breakout runs in both the New Mexico state and Bowling Green game, excuse me. This is going to be a different level. It's a road game, and it's going to be against a very experienced running back in Ron Cook, a guy that might be seeing an NFL roster next year. Not saying that he's going to get drafted. He's probably going to be picked up on a practice squad at some point. Um, so just being wary of what the weapons that they have and just continuing to work that. For me, I see this being a very close game as well. Um, I see it. Part of me wants to say 21-17, but I'm going to say 21-10 because I really believe in this defense. Um, this defense, I think, um, has to prove a point this weekend. Um, this is, again, first road test. And on top of that, it's it's the first game, um, first game that they're going to be really kind of challenged, I think, on the defensive side, like truly challenged. Um, um not to say that Bowling Green didn't give them some fits here and there. Same thing for New Mexico State, but this is probably the best offense that they're going to see all, to, for the time being um, until Western, we have to go to Western Kentucky. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. So I'm going with 21-10 Flames. Um, but don't – here's the thing. This is a team – that I predicted that Liberty was going to lose to early on before the season. So be wary. If they lose, I would not be shocked. Um, This is a very tough first road test, and the Bulls are hungry, man. They're hungry. I know they are. So, Yeah, um, Mm. just pointing something out with Ron Cook. He's not even the leading rusher right now. now. Um, So I'm – so obviously we have to be aware, but uh, I think they have a two-headed monster with Cook and Washington. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. just Cook. Yep. Yeah, I, I will say though he is a guy that um, in the past, um, trying to remember his stats, last year he had 600 yards and four touchdowns. You know, great, great player. So, oh, yeah. um, um, average four yard over four yards of carry. Um, but yeah. He's, he's, he's a guy that's going uh, be one to watch, and I wouldn't be surprised um, if he breaks maybe one or two 
I'm not saying all the way for a touchdown, but might break one or two. This is a this is a very very tricky game. This is this is the first one where I'm like uh, not so sure about this. So, yeah. um, but I'm still going with the Flames twenty one to ten because I really like to see the way that Salter has developed this year. Um, he's developed very well, but this is yeah we stated it again. This is his first true test this year. Like when we're talking about a road game. There's a lot on the line. It's the best defense he's probably seen this year. I, I mean, people would say, well, what about the Fordham game? I don't know if – I think that might have been a fluke. I mean, honestly. Um, so don't – don't – don't – I don't care what the scoreboard says in the previous games. This is a new Saturday. I'm excited, oh, yeah. though. Um, this is going to be a fun one. And to me, it's personal because it's just cool to see – um, some local talent that I grew up either watching um, or um, in the sense of watching grow up. I mean, I'm, I've been down here for the past four years, so um, been able to hear about a lot of these players. I keep up with my hometown talent still. So I know a lot of these players. I do follow UB um, in the sense of I don't really cheer for them, but I always try to keep up, again, because of hometown talent. So to play against these guys is going to be fun. Um but I do think we're going to win. It's just they're going to be tricky. These guys are going to be hungry. They they need this win more than – I mean, we need it too because I think we need every win. Um, but, sure. um, you know, um, they're going to come in with that talent um, and they were going to want to prove a point with their home game back from a disappointing home opener loss. So. Yep. Now, I think – I think one more player we have to mention, because we've mentioned a couple of those breakout runs, um, we have to mention Reese. Reese has been quietly one of the best players on the defense. He's not making the big plays, but he's making crucial plays. On most of those long runs that we've seen, Reese has been the one that's making that touchdown saving tackle. That was Scruggs last year. Reese has stepped up and filled that role, um, and I think that he's going to have to have another game where he's making some of those so that we are a bend don't break defense. Um, so another guy is definitely Reese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this team does. Um, you guys have anything else you want to add before we're good? All right. Well, we're going to always do what we got to do and do uh, flames. Flames. Heck yeah. Go Flames, and God bless. 12 o'clock kick. Come this Saturday. Boy, it's going to be exciting. CBS Sports Network against the University at Buffalo, not of Buffalo. Bulls. Go Flames. God bless.